صباح الخير جود مورنينج دير ليسنرز يو ليسنينج تو راديو 3 سي ار اون 855 اي Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Palestine Remembered. We're doing this show live today. Uh, we couldn't organize a pre-record because we just knew how dynamic the situation would be in Gaza. Uh, we'll be doing some talk back, so if you feel up to it, you can call in on 9419-8377, 9419-8377, or you can send an SMS, 0488-809-855. Zero four eight 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 zero nine eight five five. I'm going to share some of my reflections, but if some, if you want to call in and share some of yours, or you know, have an opportunity to uh, to share some of your pain, and uh, perhaps we can have a virtual or uh, over the air hug. I don't need to uh, explain to our listeners just how dire the situation is in Gaza. Overnight, the UN was told by the Israeli army that half of Gaza was going to have to move to the other half. There are two and a bit million Palestinians in Gaza. 1.1 million of them were told to move south. The population density in Gaza is already amongst the highest on earth, 5,500 people per square kilometer. When and if those million people managed to get south remembering that the roads have been bombed um there there you know most people don't have fuel for their cars you know i've seen some of the vision this morning on al jazeera people on the back of uh, carts drawn by donkeys they'll end up being two million people inside of 180 square kilometers and i often talk about what that means as a population density for where we might live gaza fits 30 times inside melbourne 30 times if Australia had the population density of Gaza before the evacuation south, Australia would have a population density of a population of 42 billion. That would mean that we'd have in excess of 80 billion people in Australia once everybody's jammed into the south. Israel's made no bones as to what they plan to do. They've been very clear that they're going to clear the north of Gaza. Um, and what that looks like, according to Benjamin Netanyahu, is perhaps a uh, city of tents. He claimed uh, in all of his bravado that he would turn Gaza into a deserted island. Palestinians in Gaza uh, have, to fa- have, have been facing a horrible metric. Uh, do they actively participate in another ethnic cleansing? Are they going to willingly walk south? And what does walking south mean? What does walking south look like? Walking south means you are hoping that something is going to be there for you, that somebody might open the door for you, that there might be, that there might be a room 
in a family member's house that you might be able to jam your family in there. Already in that mass panic to move south, uh, Israel has bombed uh, a truck. They killed and incinerated something of the order of somewhere between 15 and 40 people who had taken literally the order to move south for safety and it ended up being their own death certificates. The Israeli Defence Minister has called Palestinians human animals and he's told his generals that they should operate without restraint. Genocide is not an easy word. It's a very loaded word. But cutting the power, food, medicine, water off to two million captive people is a genocide. Israel has created the world's largest open-air prison camp, as described by David Cameron when he was Prime Minister of Israel, of, of the United Kingdom. Israel's now turned that into a concentration camp. The death toll is over 600 children. There are 50,000 women in Gaza who are currently pregnant. 5,500 of them are going to give birth in the next four weeks. 1,000 children in maternity wards. 100 of them in uh, hemicribs with no power. The death toll will be in the tens of thousands of people. And Western governments have stood idly by, and I won't even say idly, because idly means that they just let it happen. They're active participants in what is going to be a Palestinian genocide. We are bearing witness to the greatest moral failure of Western governments ever. After World War II, we said never again, and never again should have been for all of us. Any legitimacy the West has to moral superiority, to democracy, to human rights, to international law, is completely and absolutely bankrupt. And Palestinians will never forgive them. We will never forget. Our supporters will never forgive them and never forget. How they stood by and let an entire population suffer and die and burn. If you can, please come tomorrow to the State Library and join us for a day of action, a day to commemorate those that have fallen, a day to share your pain with a fellow uh, fellow supporters of humanity, of uh, caring for Palestinians, uh, and to tell the Palestinians that whilst the world may have no moral compass, that, that we maintain ours. I've been speaking to politicians, I've been on every TV show or radio show that I could be on, begging. I, I'm, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure if it comes across as me begging, but I'm I not sure that I could do much more than lay myself prostate, hoping to humanise our kids. The sad reality is we're living in a country now with a media 
that doesn't allow a Palestinian, an Australian Palestinian, uh, the opportunity to mourn a Jewish death. I've endeavoured to express as best I can my sympathy for the deaths of uh, innocent deaths in, in Israel. Because all life is sacrosanct. All life is precious. Every baby is precious. Nobody's pain is different when you're mourning the death of an innocent. Whether that child died at the end of a uh, a masked gunman or whether that child died because an Israeli pilot dropped a one-ton bomb on a residential building. The pain is 100% and it's 100% the same. The fact that we can't um, we can't have space or the space has been denied us to call to be able to grieve together is a measure of the level of inhumanity that and degradation of our humanity that has happened because of Western media complicity, but also also the complicity of Western governments that haven't held Israel to account for 75 years. For 75 years, Palestinians have been denied their right to self-determination. They've had their humanity stripped from them. And we've got to the point now in the Western, uh, in Western media where attending a rally in solidarity with the Palestinian people is described by uh, the Western media or mainstream media here in Australia as uh, akin to supporting Hamas. We're not even afforded an opportunity to be able to get together and show solidarity, mourn together, without be being dehumanized and delegitimized. Palestinians are humans too. Our babies' lives matter as much as anybody else's lives matter. And the fact that we're having to explain that in Australia is disgusting. A couple of kids did an unnecessary action in burning a flag. I don't condone that. I understand the frustration um, the, and, and a desire to want to express an outrage at that, but there's no space for that. Today we need to be respectful of it. There were unconfirmed chants of some really horrible anti-Semitic stuff, and there should be absolute condemnation of those chants. There is no room, no room within our organisation for any sort of racism homophobia, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, any sort of hate. The movement for liberation for Palestine has to be, is an anti-colonial, anti-racist, intersectional struggle for justice for all. What unites Palestinians and peoples of the world all over is our fight against imperialism, Western hegemony, capitalism, the world is better when we all stand together.
This is for Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for an answer. Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine, long live Gaza. Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for an answer. Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine. While we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools Israel blocked the UN from delivering food They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse of the news They make money off the products that we're quick to consume And it's not simply a question of differing views Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew They're just people living in different conditions to you They still die when you bomb their schools Mosques and hospitals, it's not because of rockets Please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the strangers on the TV, but I relate, cause those strangers could have been me, words could never ever explain the raw tragedy, it's not a war, they're just murdering more rapidly, and we are automatically supporting pure savagery, imagine how you feel if this was your family. In my heart forever We stand for peace Times of war We shan't surrender Remember It didn't start In this dark December Every coin is a bullet If you're Marks and Spencer And when you're sipping Coca-Cola That's another pistol In the holster Of them soulless soldiers You say you know about The Zionist lobby But you put money In their pocket When you're buying their coffee Talking about revolution Sitting in Starbucks The fact is That's the type of thinking I can't trust Let alone Even start to respect Before you talk Learn the meaning of that scarf on your neck Forget Nestle, Obama Promise Israel 30 billion over the next decade They're trigger happy and they're crazy Think about that when you're putting Huggies nappies on your baby Just a war over stolen land Why do you think little boys are throwing stones at tanks? And we'll never really know how many people are dead They drop bombs on innocent girls while they sleep in their bed Don't get offended by facts, just try and listen Nothing is more anti-Semitic than Zionism So please don't bring bad vibes when you speak to me There's plenty of rabbis that agree with me It's your choice what you do with this message Don't get it confused, I view this from a human perspective How many more resolutions have to be violated? How many more children have to be annihilated? Israel is a terror state, they're terrorists that terrorise I testify my television, televise, I'm telling lies This is not a war, it is systematic Genocide, but whatever they try, Palestine will never die. Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This 
is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine, long live Gaza Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine, long live Gaza Stand in solidarity with Palestine this Sunday. With the most devastating attack ever launched on the people of Gaza, it's time for all of us to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Israel has waged war on the Palestinians for the last 75 years. The Nakba, ethnic cleansing, occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem and Gaza. Israel has now imposed a total blockade on Gaza and declared war stopping food, electricity and fuel and launching an all-out attack. We have to mobilise to show our support for Palestine. 12pm State Library this Sunday, October 15th. Rally to demand freedom and justice for Palestine. No war on Gaza. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. And thanks for staying with us, listeners. Uh, so we're joined by one of our dearest friends and greatest supporters. And I'm not a huge fan of the mainstream media, but they did give Samah Sabawi, playwright, author, um, academic, amazing Palestinian woman. Follow her on Twitter at Gaza Heart, uh, a platform to write the most beautiful, beautiful article. Good morning, Samah. Good morning. Now, Samah, you're from Gaza. I know you've been in touch with your family. We've been talking about um, everything that's been going on, the genocide that's about to happen. Um, one of the things that I haven't actually touched on but is so very dear to your heart, before we, we'll, we'll talk about your family at the end because then that'll be the way we end the show because we won't be able to talk much after that. But perhaps we talk about that this isn't a fight between Palestine and Gaza but between a, a colonialist movement and an indigenous people. Yes, it is, and um, and you have to excuse me if I'm a little bit slow with my words. It's been a sleepless night for for us. Um, it is definitely that, but it, it goes even beyond that in the sense that um, when we read about our colonialist movements. Um, and we read about their history and we read about uh, the ethnic cleansing uh, of the indigenous populations um, and the expansion of colonies. It's always in the past tense. Even Nakba um, was in the past tense. And we never thought that we would be looking on television. This is a new experience where the whole world can actually watch blow by blow um, the second Nakba for the Palestinians. I mean, we say Nakba is ongoing, but this has been the highest um, intensifying of Nakba uh, since 1948. Uh, the power and the swiftness of Israel's um, ability to destroy, to expand, uh, to move populations, hundreds of thousands of people, and now 1.3 million people, are being ordered. Let me just take you through this. 1.1 million people under Israel's siege and occupation and inside Israel's walls and high towers and 
complete captives are being ordered to leave the northern half of Gaza to go to the southern. And through the night, we were trying to follow up with families, trying to make sure everybody has a place to go to in the south, um, a house to go to, cars. Cars were a problem. Uh, safety on the way was a problem. Um, we lost a cousin, his wife. Uh, uh, they were killed um, in their attempt to to escape, to follow Israeli orders, really. Some people stayed in their homes, um, and who knows what their fate is going to be. We're watching. Uh, and, and they stayed because they've got elders that, that they couldn't get out. My auntie was literally carried out of her, of her house. Um, and so the difference here really is about uh, something that is happening right in front of us, right under our, our eyes. And there is sympathy around the world. And there is a, a sense of disgust at what Israel is doing. But where it matters... Um, where decisions are made, where political decisions are made that could potentially save lives, there has been no will to do so. And so, yes, it is settler colonialism, but in real time. Uh, and I think it's, it's quite, on a day like this, when, when Australia itself is actually struggling with its history of settler colonialism, um, you get a lot of people saying, you know, it happened in the past, we would never let it happen now. Mm. This is something in the past. Um, why should we really pay for it now or, or amend it or try to reconcile it? Um, with the Palestinian tragedy that's unfolding, it's happening now, and still people are not doing anything about it. So Sim it's a failure of humanity in general. It really is. Yeah. So you were there only a couple of months ago. Yeah. And, yeah, I was. And, and it was as normal as Gaza can be, as normal as prison can be, yeah? It was. It was actually more beautiful in the sense that, that people really... I mean, I think of uh, Rafif Ziad as uh, We Teach Lifestyle. Um, people really take advantage of every second to live life to the fullest. In a way, I have not seen in any other part of the world. Uh, yes, there was um, despair amongst the young because there were no jobs, because Gaza's closed off. There is a siege. There are all these issues. And, and, and the miracle of Gaza is despite all of these issues, people can still manage to tap into their humanity, to tap into their sense of humor, to tap into their love for life, and to, to be open and hospitable, uh, to their cousins and their families who come from abroad who have very, very different lives to theirs. You know, they, young people in Gaza don't get to even leave Gaza. Uh, and then their cousins come from the U.S. and from Australia and from all these places. They immediately open their arms to them. And there's no sense of... Um, it's really hard to describe. It was magical. And I am so privileged. And, and I feel that... I wish um, everybody had gotten to see Gaza just before it was wiped. Um, that's okay, Samah. It's, uh, you know, um, people talk about, you know, whenever I invite friends to, to home and mum and Samar cook for them and, uh, you know, they, they get 
they get a sense of what uh, what love actually is when they see our families together and embrace. And, you know, I live with my mum and my brother and his families and there's 11 of us in our own little village. And it's a, our, our endeavour to replicate our bit of Palestine here. And, yes. But when, 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 you know, non-Palestinians see that, they're, they're just flabbergasted to be hugged by all of Gaza for two months or that you were there, but two yeah. million people, full Palestinian yeah. love. It's a model for what the world should be. And it's, it's you know, I, I was looking at the buildings and I think, I mean, I've, I've been shocked up by all the Israeli wars on Gaza. But this last, this, this time has been at a very personal level. And then I, I understood why. I look at these buildings that are crumbling under Israel's bombardment. And and I know that when I was in Rimal and I was walking in the streets and I was looking at these, I looked at these buildings literally every day when I was having my morning coffee because I lived in one of these high rises. Um, and I would be looking over at all the buildings around me and the rooftops and every building had a story and every story was one of just incredible survival skills, incredible ingenuity. Every piece that was put into every building came from incredible ways, um, you know, recycled rubble, uh, uh, permits that, that, that took forever to fill out. Hmm. Um, you know, nothing came easy. It, nothing came easy. Yet they built this beautiful city again after 2014. You know, all the, the high-rise towers that were destroyed in 2014 rebuild and how do you even rebuild knowing that they're going to destroy but you do it you do it because because life in between the bombing is worth living and you want to live it and you don't want to miss out on feeling a sense of normalcy and so you rebuild you um you clean up the streets you get out all the shishas along the beach again um you bury your dead and you embrace your living that's what Gaza was is was is about, but now I don't know if um, if there is going to be a Gaza. I, I, it looks to me like the ethnic cleansing of 1948, where they would go and completely wipe Palestinian cities and villages off the map and forcefully drive people out of their homes. My my auntie was clinging to her house keys. Munir's uncle didn't want to leave. Um, he said, and it's in Arabic, he said to them, Sibuni Anohal pointing to his beloved wife. Uh, how do you leave your house that you've been born into? I mean, Munir's family home, my husband's family home, that's their great-grandfather's house. My auntie left the home that my great-grandfather built, my great-great-grandfather built in Gaza. And then how do you leave it and, and go and not have anything? It's not just about the walls. It's about the memories. It's about the sense of security. It's about the sense of belonging. It is your home, your piece of earth. And then you, you're sleeping on other people's beds. You might end up in a refugee camp. And forever you're just out of place. And you're too old to be out of place. I mean, I... I think the young people will be okay. They will, 
be able to get on their feet and, and start over. And, and the parents will be just focused on their children and they will be able to start over. Palestinians are strong that way, especially Palestinians from Gaza. But my heart aches for the old people who are dragged out. And I don't know if they're going to make it. They're all so heartbroken. I don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Samah will join me as one of the speakers at tomorrow's rally. Make sure you get along. State Library, 12 o'clock tomorrow. We'll be marching and speaking again in front of the state parliament. If you have the capacity, ability, or have done so before, come along for martial training at 11 a.m. Otherwise, I hope to see you all at 12. Thanks for listening. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. And remember, there's never been a better time for free Palestine.